Welcome to Co-op Mode. This is the official video game podcast of Secret Friends Unite, round 36. Well, we have two dads, two mics, to talk about games. Welcome back, Mark. And welcome, you, little Finn, to the world of the Secret Friends. Yes, we have a new secret friend. His name is Finn Douglas Carabin. He was born uh, last Friday, so he's just a little over a week old. Um, and yeah, we're we're incredibly happy. Uh, so it's it's it was a <clears throat> it was a um, yeah. I ended up staying in the hospital a little longer than expected. I started to go a little bit shackwacky, as Todd knows. Uh, <laughs> didn't get a ton of gaming done because, um, the internet connection was spotty as hell and I don't know. Okay. So I'll get, I guess we can get into this in a second, a little bit more, but like I, I experienced some weird glitches with animal crossing and some just weird stuff. I, I, I had a, a new code for a game that I, I didn't get to download and then just never got to this week because we've been so busy kind of settling into the house. But, um, yeah, it's uh, it's exciting so far. I gotta tell you, um, you know, I said <laughs> I said I found the missing shield today to my wife, and I wasn't talking about playing a Zelda game. So uh, I'm just gonna <laughs> leave that one at that. And anyone that gets what I just said, you get it. And anyone that doesn't, uh, have fun googling things. Um, anyway, no, it's it's been great, man. It's it's been really fun, and uh, Finn's doing great. Um, yeah, it's it's just. I'm I'm excited to be a a mega Nintendo dad now. Yes, yes, very exciting. Uh, yeah, the group, all the groups that you're in, Mark, are are a big fan of you and your family. So we we're just happy to spread some love and joy uh, for you guys. I I really have to to thank you for that. Actually, uh, I got so much so much great feedback and so many great wishes from. Like you said, some groups that that we're both part of, and uh, and I, you know, I know you you were great to to tell people what was happening and to uh, to share the the news and to share you know pictures and stuff that I'd send you, and uh, just seeing those. And like I said, um, so I might as well get into it a little bit. Uh, so Finn ended up Monday night or Monday morning. Sorry, we were thinking that we were going to be coming home either Sunday or Monday. And uh, my wife was still uh, a little bit stiff and just they, they wanted to kind of keep her there till Monday morning. And I said, Monday, though, you guys should be fine. So then Monday morning came, four or five in the morning, uh, Finn started getting a fever, which they gave him some Tylenol to try to bring down and all that kind of stuff. But it wasn't coming down quick enough. So they put him into the neonatal intensive care unit or NICU, uh, which is where, you know, babies, whether it's something as simple as a fever or something very serious, uh, they can go there and hopefully recover and leave safely and all that kind of stuff. But they get a little bit of extra care and attention and they're hooked up to machines. So it sucked seeing him hooked up to IVs and machines and all this kind of stuff in a little incubator for a couple of days. But, um, anyway, we dealt with that. The, uh, the fever, they monitored her, monitored him, uh, for infection and everything came back negative. So there was no infection. They're not sure what caused the fever, but I've been taking his temperature <laughs> probably too much, like a couple of times a day, just because I'm paranoid now. But uh, it hasn't come back. It was gone by the time he was actually checked into NICU, and uh, he's been every single test. And it was kind of nice uh, because 
they were going to put us on a waiting list for like hearing tests and a couple of these different tests that they just did while he was in there. So we don't have to go back to the hospital, uh, which is a scary place to be during a pandemic, global pandemic. Uh, my experience, like I said, I did start to go a little shack wacky. We were basically stuck in a hospital room. My wife and I, I had a little chair that pulled out to a bed and Todd, I, I talked to you about this. At first I just had a chair, like a legit just chair. And then I, I finally kind of like bargained with a nurse for like a full day of bugging this nurse before they, someone finally just dragged up this, this weird little chair that pulled out into a, a makeshift cot. Um, but that's where I stayed for a week uh, in this little room. I was allowed to leave that room um, only to shower between eight and nine, either AM or PM, my choice. Who lucky me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I could take food trays out into the hallway to put on the food tray rack that was in the hallway. Aside from that, I was not allowed to leave and go anywhere. Uh, and no one was allowed to visit. So, um, yeah, that was, <laughs> that was an experience. Um, we were allowed every so, uh, three hours or so to go down and, and visit him in NICU. So I did that like literally around the clock. I was waking up, like I'd set my alarm for whatever, 2 AM, 5 AM, whatever it was. I'd be like, Oh, it's three hours. I can go visit him. <laughs> like, I'd shuffle my way up the hall because, uh, a, it was another room I could visit and another part of the hospital I could see and expand my little uh, grazing, I suppose. Um, but, uh, yeah, and B, I just want to see him. But uh, that's the longest I've ever gone without fresh air. And it started to really, really get to me um, like Wednesday. I think it was Wednesday I was talking to you and you were like, you, you need to get out of there. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was bad. It was bad. Um, but – as bad as it was to be locked in there, uh, my sister <laughs> said, it sounds like you're in prison. I was like, no, nah, prisoners get yard time. Um, I, as, bad, <laughs> as bad as it was being locked in there, uh, I'm happy now because he's been checked out very thoroughly and he's healthy and he's happy and we're home. So it's all good. It's uh, all, all good in the end. But um, definitely a, a rough <laughs> rough kind of week that we were expected to be like a couple of days in there. Um, but, you know, the... Uh, yeah, it's, it, the the support and messages that I've gotten from from secret friends and other groups that we're both in have been absolutely spectacular. So thank you to everyone. Um, yeah, it's 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 been a it's been a journey. It's been a week so far. <laughs> yeah, you know, and and Finn, I like I said, kind of the bright light uh, for many of us that have been in the midst of a lot of darkness going on in the world. So this is just to me, an awesome thing to celebrate and get excited about babies, make everybody happy, you know, just the, the, the goofy faces and all the fun things they do. And, and they make, they turn us into blathering idiots. They really do. They really, yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's, uh, and it's all stories that I'll be able to tell him like when he's older and I begin like, you don't even know like what it was like when you were born and this pandemic and stuff. Like I'll tell you one thing. If anyone watches Rick and Morty, Rick and his little Szechuan sauce for chicken nuggets. Fuck off. Get out of here. I'll tell you the best sauce for chicken nuggets is contraband. Szechuan doesn't hold a candle to contraband chicken nuggets. You don't even need sauce on them. (laughs) Were somebody sneaking uh, in contraband chicken nuggets to you, Mark? So, okay. So usually in the hospital, apparently... Like I know my, my, when my grandparents and stuff were in the hospital that like you got a, a, at least a bit of a choice for meals. Mm-hmm. So whether, you know, it was like chicken or fish or this or that. 
apparently thanks to the Rona, they've gotten rid of all that. So it's oh, just yeah. whatever they bring you, you're stuck with. So I don't really, I don't like fish. My wife hates fish. Um, uh, and the hospital fish to even on top of that is just, nope. So, uh, there's, of, uh, of aquatic creatures. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, so there's one night that they brought us fish and I was just like, nah, I just can't. So I like started messaging my mom and, and my dad and, and saying like, and then we had kind of made friends with one of the nurses there. So I was like, you know, if we get my parents to drop off some McDonald's down at the security desk, could you like run down and get that for us and like bring it up? So I won't leave the room, but like, you know, we'll just figure that out. Anyway, she was really cool and she did that. And, uh, I'm telling you, man, contraband snuck in chicken nuggets. Whew. Mwah. Delicious. The flavor of freedom, Mark. <laughs> that, that was it. It was just that one little, you think I'm Sean Capri from the Xbox drive, just, uh, plugging away the McDonald's here, but that's all like, like my wife wanted, I think she wanted a quarter pounder or something. Is it not even something she usually orders? And I was just like, give me chicken. nugget. like, I want a 10 piece chicken nugget. Like, that's it. Like what kind of sauce? I was like, freedom that like, just, <laughs> that was, that, yeah. Anyway, so we, we smuggled in some, some, uh, some McDonald's and a couple of bags of chips and, uh, propped the iPad up. The Wi-Fi was so bad. We couldn't watch a movie. Anytime we tried to load anything longer than a sitcom on Netflix or anything, it would just stop. Oh and no. Error message. So we watched a ton of modern family. Okay. Good. That good choice. For whatever reason, we could just, we could get it to work every time. Supernatural movies, whatever we were trying to watch. Also, why would we think of watching Supernatural in a creepy hospital setting? Like, there's so many episodes of that show that are like, here's a freaking ghost in a hospital. Go deal with it. Like, I don't know. Anyway, um, Modern Family. Yep, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is good to hear. We're glad you're back at home. And, uh, you know, now you actually have some fun things to do. So, uh, you're playing some games, uh, you know, probably, you know, not, not a lot of, you know, deep experiences at this point, but creeping back into gaming. Yeah, a little bit. So, uh, animal crossing is, uh, you know, still on my radar. I have been falling a little bit off of it, but thanks to June, we have some new fish, some new, new bugs and new events and stuff. Um, I haven't gotten into the event that I know is on Harv's Island, so I can't report on that one yet. But uh, I did catch a whale shark uh, the other day, uh, yesterday or the day before, um, which is super exciting and uh, made me just geek out because whale sharks, if you don't know, are enormous. And even in this game, you see like the little fin sticking out, so you know it's like a shark or something. But when you catch it, it's just so comically enormous on the screen And like all the text is like, yeah, whale shark, baby. Uh, It's just it's just hilarious. And you and then you shove a whale shark in your pocket and bring it to Blathers or whoever you want to look at my whale shark. Um, Anyway, so that that was utterly ridiculous. But uh, yeah, still enjoying Animal Crossing and uh, update on the game I talked about last time. Shantae and the Seven Sirens uh, absolutely got me through the whole hospital experience because it was already on my switch, which was nice. I didn't have to download anything on the horrible uh, hospital internet. So Shantae and the seven sirens, I was already a huge fan. That game is just so freaking delightful. If you haven't already checked it out, go check it out. I love it. 
It is fantastic. Thank you to WayForward, literally for both the, the code and for this game, uh, literally just kind of getting me through the last uh, the last little bit in the hospital, just being like, because it's just so animated and comical and just fun and, and nothing's really frustrating, but it's still, you know, there there is some some challenge and stuff. There was one day that I was I was so tired that I literally just couldn't find the room that was all I had to do was jump up. It wasn't like a hidden room. It wasn't anything. It was just like, just jump up. And I was just like, I, I spent, I, I think I went through the entire rest of the map. <laughs> and I was like, where is this room? Where is it? And and it was just literally just jump you jackass. <laughs> like that was, that was it. But uh, that game is, is utterly fantastic. So go, go check it out. It's, it's out. Uh, I think everywhere uh, Xbox one, but I was playing obviously on switch because uh, the switch being portable, man, I'll tell you one thing. I am glad for the, the switch in general, just like, cause I, I did play even some older games that I didn't write down on our, our playing list, uh, like NES games, some of the newer super Nintendo mm-hmm. games that were added. Um, I checked, I checked a few of those out cause I, you know, updated uh, before we hit the hospital and stuff. And those games aren't big to download anyway, if you did need to, um, but yeah, th- th- I'm so thankful for the switch just being so versatile and portable and all that kind of stuff. It's, uh, it's, it's awesome. So yeah, that's been my experience the last couple of weeks. You, yeah. What, what have you been up to? I know you've been, uh, playing with your Wii, which is a weird sentence. Uh, yeah. L- l- yeah. Todd's Wii. Um, my Wii is a weird thing, uh, that I have to say, first of all, thank you for Charlie Carden. He, uh, had a Wii sitting around, so I was able to buy it off him for 40 bucks. So it, it was, it was kind of a Frankenstein Wii because like one of the, the lid parts been tore off. It was kind of worse for where there's gotten, it doesn't have like the little stand anymore. That's gone. Oh yes. Um, but he did send in Lego Clone Wars and in that was also new Super Mario Brothers, the Wii version. So I got an extra game for free. Why not? Um, came with one controller, so I had to buy an extra controller. Uh, a knockoff, because unfortunately it's impossible to find uh, Wiimotes and things these days. Mm-hmm. I feel like yeah, there are yeah. no new. So I found this these knockoff, and, and they're very classy. They say two-in-one. But they include Wii Motion Plus, which is nice. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I ended up getting a, a HDMI adapter, which was kind of nice. So basically, it just goes back in the Wii. It's like ten bucks, and uh, it just directly connects through um, HDMI and cleans up the picture quite a bit and gets you up to 40p. Really? It's progressive. Yeah. Uh, so to me, it's 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 an easy way to do that. There's a lot of ways to. Um, there's an M cable, I believe, that comes that came out. Uh, it's like a hundred dollar HDMI cable that actually has processing in it, which you could connect yeah. to old consoles and it makes it look much cleaner. But I was pretty happy with it, and uh, I ended up buying a copy of. Uh, Super Mario Galaxy. Uh, so that's the nice. game. Cause my, yeah, because Logan is at that odd age where um, he was born in 2005. Um, the Switch came out in 2005. Or, sorry, the Wii came out in 2005. Mm-hmm. And I don't know exactly what games he played, but he really likes the Mario games. And he also likes certain other games. So I'm like, okay, well, you know what? And he says, Dad, I really want to play Mario Galaxy. I'm like, well, you know there might be one on Switch this fall. He didn't care. Mm. So <laughs> so got it. We'll see if he actually does Once it. Legit, it. Real yeah. Yeah, but I actually got around to playing it, and, and quite honestly, it does look a lot better with the HDMI, and um, I will say this, mm. after playing Mario Galaxy with it, I hated the, uh, 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 the what was it, the nunchuck uh, uh, analog stick. 
It's not very good. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's just weird getting back to Mario Galaxy where you really only have one analog stick. The camera mm-hmm. is essentially your D-pad, which is not great yeah. either. So no. I'm like, I do hope this game comes out on, on Switch because it will be improved just have with having mm-hmm. all those modern features. But yeah, that's what I'm doing. We probably will get a couple more games. My library still has Wii games to rent, so I have a couple oh, coming. Wow. One is the Mighty Thor game, which is probably a piece of crap <laughs> like a license game, but I'm going to give it right. a try anyways. Why not? It's free to rent from the library. Right. Well, that's that's uh, that's pretty great. And I, I'm going to have to go check the systems, but uh, the Wii, if I'm not mistaken, the Wii and the GameCube had the same output adapter in the back, the output mm-hmm. shape. Yep. So technically, would your HDMI adapter work for a GameCube too? I assume. I don't Ooh. think there'd be any problem why you couldn't. I will send you a link for the product mark after we're done. It's called like H, uh, HDMI to Wii or something like that. But yeah, I think it potentially could work. That's awesome because if I could hook my my GameCube up, uh, that was one of the things with Finn's room taking over my little man cave geek room. I had a great old CRT TV that I didn't really have any other place to put. I'm not going to put that down in the living room. Thanks, with like 60 inch. <laughs> yeah. So that's in my basement right now. And I don't have like a finished basement or something I could go down and really set something up in. Um, but if I could play the GameCube, cause that was where the GameCube and the Wii and the NES and Super Nintendo and everything would hook up to was, was that, uh, that TV. Um, so man, yeah, if I could figure out a way with this HDMI thing to uh, to just do the GameCube, that's the, the only really the one I'm really missing because I have the Super Nintendo and SNES Classic and stuff. Uh, I suppose N64 too, but uh, man, that's something I'm gonna have to look into for sure. Yeah, yeah. So um, I will get, like I said, I'll get, send you a link. The one I have is called Wii to HDMI Converter, but if they have the same, it may work for the GameCube as well if they're the same adapter. But you never know. Nintendo might have done some tomfoolery and changed up the spec or something like that yeah yeah so that's my wii story hasn't been i've been played around a lot with it but i mean it's there in case i want to um Mm. but then uh decided with last of us coming out um i realized i never played the dlc or the expansion whatever you want to call it called left behind it was actually came out at the time that the remaster did on ps4 and so i'm like this is perfect timing gets me back into that world the gameplay because it's been since the PS3 that I played it originally. So we're talking seven years. Um, mm. And I tell you, I totally forgot how much that game is stealth. Um, there's not oh, really yeah. a lot of, there's some action combat within it, but it's primarily stealth. Um, and once I got back into that mindset, I'm like, you know what? I just can't sneak. I actually have to go in and basically take out all of the um, threats. Because if you try to sneak around, there's just too many to avoid them all by stealth, just avoid. So once I got into that mindset, I know other people are probably better than I am because I'm not very good at stealth. But once I did that, um, I actually got back in the gameplay and really loved it. And it's beautiful <laughs> looking at it on PS4. Um, my nostalgia for PS3 and how it looked, I'm su- I'm assuming, obviously, it's far better now than it was on PS3. But really enjoying it. And I've pre-ordered um, uh, Last of Us 2. So I'm really excited for that. Mm, nice. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I should really, I, I, I should really replay that game. I don't know when I'm going to tackle The Last of Us Two, but uh, yeah, I should really go back and play. It's been a long time since I, I did Last of Us, so 
Yeah, that's awesome. I I gotta say, I love your mustache. You, I just said you're fixing it. Oh, sorry, you, uh, your your <laughs> your facial hair is fantastic. Um, I just hope you haven't tied any maidens up on uh, train tracks recently. Uh not yet. Not my villainous. Uh, my villainous stage has not come into um, effect okay, yet. Good, good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm at kind of more of that muscle bodybuilder from the old uh, carnival stage. I think. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I was gonna say through like three musketeers, possibly. Let's get you a rapier uh, sword and and just uh, let you let you loose. Let's call me D'Artagnan. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> did you did you get to play any Minecraft dungeons, Mark, at all, or was that like right at the no. same time? Okay. No. Well, yeah. I, I won't spoil it for you, but I will say this: I, Logan and I played a bit. He he likes still a bit uh, more than I did, but it is a perfectly serviceable uh, Diablo game um, okay. with a Minecraft skin. I mean, I know that sounds kind of blank, but I would say. Um, there's not much that makes this game Minecraft, though, in regards to gameplay and crafting and elements like that. It's really a skin. You cannot break anything, Mark. Nothing is destructible. There's no crates, no nothing. You can't, because you think of Minecraft, what do you do? You break shit apart Yeah. to, to get to it. There's none of that. It's basically, essentially, the world is set. It's pristine, cannot be touched or anything. Also, there's no crafting in the game, either. So you can't build wow. you know, collectible <laughs> elements and build weapons either. So if you think that, mining that and so crafting, bizarre. yeah, mining mm-hmm. and crafting are not in this game. But what is in this game is a, uh, I would say, a very fun uh, Diablo game. But I think it's a game that's also more fun playing with other people. It's got co-op, couch co-op, and then local uh, online co-op as well. And... It's a, a lot of people are really excited for it. And to me, it's a, it was a, I believe it's only a $20 game, which is very affordable. Uh, and mm-hmm. it, if you get the pass, which will come out, which will add more things, more costumes and things like that. Um, it's like 20, it's like $10 more. So Logan might get into that and want to play it. Um, game pass, you only get the base game for free. Uh, $10 more gets you that. But I mean, and that's where it's going to make up its money. It's really going to be in those costumes, skins, things like that. So um, yeah. it's there to play. Um, so I think, you know, it's on Game Game Pass. There's no um, problem playing it. There's no cross-play at this point yet. There will be. Um, one challenge I found is when uh, Logan wanted to play it on the PC, um, your characters don't come in. So oh, even so though... Like no cross-save or anything? No cross save. So when I look there, there's like nobody there because Logan's like, I want to play with my guy. Load it up on uh, Windows 10 with the same login, same gamer tag. Nope, mm. you can't. And there's See, another. This is the kind of stuff that, like, this is what next gen to me has to fix. Like, we've talked about we want power and we want this and 60 frames a second and blah, 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 whatever. But this is the kind of shit that I want to go away with this generation. Like, figure it out. Cross play everything, cross save everything, like just make it easy for me, as easy it is as it is to like pick up my phone or my iPad, or if my phone gets hit by a truck, then I buy a new phone and I put in my credentials and everything's just there. And this is like across the board, and some companies do it better than others, and Microsoft has been doing it. So for you to say that is very perplexing to me, but just like everyone needs to get their crap together, you know? Like, Come on. <laughs> I know. It was one of those things just that just really bo- boggled my mind because Microsoft's been really good about 
um, you know, between PC and and uh, Xbox, the saves, the, the the cloud elements of it have worked pretty well. Yeah. So, yeah, this is a kind of a disappointment, but I'm assuming they are going to fix that. I hope they do. In the regular version, I guess you can um, you can duplicate a character, which I find interesting. Hmm. So if you want to, someone wants to come in and play. Uh, but we tried to do that. We couldn't do it very well. Like, so I, I thought uh, duplicating for someone who's new to the game, maybe you want to play with somebody who's a 20 level and you're now uh, a level one, like couldn't right. duplicate your character and just play for fun. Nope. They kind of cut in the middle. <laughs> so instead of like a 20 and a one, you've got like an 11. You get two 11 <laughs> characters, which is very weird. And then that one character you originally created may lose all his stuff in the process. Oh, mercy. I'm Jeez. assuming they'll fix all these things, but once again, it's there if you guys want to play it. Minecraft Dungeons, mm-hmm. um, it's perfect f- for families. It's you know, there's no gross things. It's just if you like those Minecraft elements, it's there in a Diablo game. Not much else to say. All right. Um, and since we aren't going to be getting a Batman game anytime soon, at least that I know oh. of, um, I realized I had never played the Arkham Knight DLC, so I got back into that. You can buy like the collector's edition or whatever for like 12 bucks. Get you all the DLC, the base game. So um, there's essentially six story missions that you can play. And there's a bunch of other like uh, other online type of events as well. And so I was really excited about this because I really wanted to play with Batgirl, Nightwing, Robin, Mm -hmm. and then um, Catwoman were the characters I had not played yet. I realized I'd played the Harley missions and... There was another mission as well that I already played, which I didn't realize I did. I mean, I don't know how I got those missions. Maybe I bought them separately, but uh, it's it's fun, and I really miss the series. And mm-hmm. um, they're beautiful looking. I played the game originally on standard PS4. I now played it on PS4 Pro and 4K. Beautiful. I love that combat. Um, it's challenging. It's fun. And uh, I, I really want more Arkham Knight games or games by Rock City or games in that type of uh, combat universe. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. The, 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 the combat in those games was so solid that it's, it's hard to play other games of that genre. Like if you really put some time into Batman, uh, it takes a, a little bit for it to like wear off like that effect. Cause every hit, every punch is, is so crunchy and you just feel it and everything's just so well strung together and you feel like such a badass when you're working your way through this crowd of uh, of enemies um yeah they and and maybe spider-man i suppose has has kind of taken that but no one else has really done things that well where you feel every single hit and uh for that to just unceremoniously kind of go away. I really hope they bring something back, whether it's, uh, you know, a, a reboot or a soft reboot or prequel or something. Just, just, just do something. Yeah. The shadow mortar game, uh, kind of took that same type of rhythmic combat as mm. well. Um, which yeah. was great as well. It was getting their combo multiplier up and it was just like, mm-hmm. it was just so addictive and it was so fun. And um, obviously they had the challenge in of the different enemies that have different guards and attacks and things like that. So it really keeps you on your toes. But um, I, 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 like I said, I don't know when they are going to announce their new game. I heard WB was supposed to have an announcement as mm-hmm. we will talk about in the events, but um, yeah, they're really so quiet on everything. It just drives me nuts. So um, we need more good superhero games. 
especially in this Agreed. dark time that we're in. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. So that takes us into the news, Mark. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one more thing. I do have to ask you about this before oh, okay. I move on. The DS4 back button attachment. Have you been? Do you have one of those? I did. I did. Okay. So the DualShock 4. I got to hear, uh, Sony I gotta hear this. Sony brought out this weird attachment to the DualShock 4 late in life. I think it was announced six months ago or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. And it's been a hot seller. It's been out of stock. Uh, and I was able to, Sony got it back in stock. And being a PS Plus member, I didn't realize this. You get f- uh, free one-day business shipping out of their store, which I'm like, oh. okay, I'll take advantage of that. So it arrived, and it's really neat. This little little device that basically connects to the bottom, and then it has a um, fob at the bottom that then does allow pass-through for a mic. So it does allow you to use your mic, and you can still charge it through uh, your micro-USB cable. Um, but what it does is it has this cool little screen right in the middle, and if you push in it, it then allows you to assign these two back paddles to whatever buttons you want them to do. It's super easy, so easy versus other things which are, you know, basically assigned buttons. And it's really neat. And I was playing around with it with, like, Batman. And essentially, when you assign those buttons, the objective is to basically get your hands so you are um, using those extra fingers that are not doing anything on your controller, like basically like your, your fingers below, um, and then allow your fingers to stay on the sticks. That's really the objective because, right. yeah, because yeah, anytime you have to take your thumb off the stick, it means you're either not moving or you're not targeting or you're doing something like that. So, um, And I know the Xbox um, uh, Elite Controller series mm-hmm. started adding that on as a feature but obviously at a $150 or $180 option, there's other uh, scuff, and those uh, Premier controllers do that. So this was a way of Sony for 30 bucks to say, hey, your controller can have more features than it did today. And it's not as obviously adding as much um, features as those things are, but it's only 30 bucks. So cool. I, I think it's kind of a cool device. All right. I like that's the first uh, real review i suppose I, I think i've i've really heard from from someone that i know and kind of trust the opinion of so that's uh i, I was I, when i read that that was on your list of things that you've done um i was like oh i can't wait to hear about like his experience with this so that's uh, that's really cool thanks for the the little review breakdown that's cool yeah and, and it could be a cool feature if say the xbox uh the new controller doesn't have it seeing them at a control uh, option on like that would be too cool or also seeing uh, I, we don't know what the dual sense has on the underside. They haven't showed us yet. Um, I'm hoping maybe it'll include that. If not, then maybe doing this would be compatible. I don't know. Maybe not. That's the weird part. We just don't know so much, but right. Right. hopefully we will learn more in the news. And that's where we go next, Mark. Um, yes, sir. So we would be remiss um, if we didn't talk about um, what's happened in the United States and around the world. Uh, mm-hmm. the last two weeks and i can honestly say this really movement happened 20 minutes from where i live Mercy. um the the tragic events of what have happened just really have changed our community significantly and the amount of discussions going on about the murder of george floyd uh, the police that are now apprehended and being charged the communities that are speaking loudly and also the violence that happened. We're not here to talk mm-hmm. about the 
the root causes or anything like that, but we are here to talk about its impact on everyone and, and life itself. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, people are trying to be, I, I guess, use the right effort and commitment to what's going on in the world and adjust and let others speak have more important things to say than the world of entertainment. And that's kind of what's happened. Um, and, and what we've been seeing is um, that a lot of the events that were supposed to happen have now been pushed out because yeah. they know at this point anything. And I know some people want distraction. They want entertainment, but at this point allowing time and, and other voices to speak, allowing creators of color to have uh, platforms uh, to basically say what they do and please hire them if they're not hired because that's what they ultimately mm-hmm. want to do, but also being able to keep their perspective out there for others to hear, I think is really important. Um, so I, I don't know, Mark, I mean, your thoughts on this? I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, it is, uh, it's, it's a very heavy time. Um, and, you know, I've seen a lot of stuff floating around of, um, you know, Canadians, you guys must you look down at the States and just think, man, it's like living, uh, above a meth lab or something like that. And in, in some ways it is, but, uh, you know, I, I don't want anyone to get some kind of a bright, cheery maple syrup induced, uh, fantasy about, about Canada. I mean, there's, there's, uh, still racism here. Um, you know, there's, we still have a lot of the same problems. Uh, and, and the fact that, it maybe isn't talked about as much uh, as as it is in the states. I'm I'm hoping that changes because it's uh, you know we we don't want to sow those seeds any anymore. Um, so you know we up here you know there have been protests and and standing uh, and and demonstrations and that kind of stuff and it's uh, it's amazing to see and I, I you know <laughs> watching all of this happen through. Um, the lens of, of getting bits and, and pieces uh, while, while stuck in a hospital and bringing a child into this world uh, was like <sighs> overwhelming. So um, seeing game developers and, uh, and, and entertainment in general, there's, there's so much happening right now that's, that's supporting uh, the Black Lives Matter movement and, uh, and everything that's happening um, and, and standing with, uh, you know, these, these, you know, black creators and, and, you know, people on teams or who, like you said, aren't on teams. Um, it's, it's really, it's, it's good to see. I think it's, it's, um, it's about time and it's about time that the coming out, well, hopefully coming out of a global pandemic, at least it, it seems like we're on the bright side of things, uh, and going into, what what feels like a worldwide civil war movement or civil uh civil rights not civil war geez uh civil rights movement um is uh is in a lot of ways way too heavy but in a lot of ways the kind of change that i think the world needs um after a a pandemic like this so uh yeah it's 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 good to see creators and and uh developers and and things like that take this seriously and uh, and really step up and i think um yeah i think that's the right thing to do as as much as a lot of us want that distraction a lot of us want 
uh, news, a lot of us just, you know, want some sort of fantasy or, or normalcy in the world. I think, uh, I think there's a lot more important things. So, um, yeah, that being said, two, two white guys on a podcast, which is arguably the whitest white guy things to do. Um, I personally want to say that, you know, I, I definitely, you know, 100% support the, the Black Lives Matter uh, movement. Um, it, you know, racism for me growing up in my household, I had a conversation with my parents the, the night we got out, um, just saying, like, it, it was something that I was introduced to outside of our household, but always struck me as just the most ridiculously wrong thing in the world. Because when I was growing up, uh, my favorite Ghostbuster was Winston. My first G.I. Joe was a black G.I. Joe that I am skipping the name on right now. It was one of the big, like, 12-inch ones when they released oh, those God. guys. Holy cow. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, those, so there, there was awesome. Um, my Power Ranger of choice was the Black Ranger. Uh, you know, there, there's so much uh, black influence in my life, whether it was, you know, on TV or movies or superheroes or whatever it was. Um, and that's when I was a kid and I was playing pretend and, and pretending to be characters, it, it didn't really matter, right? Like it was that, that was, if that was the character that I went to, then my parents were more than happy. They never once in my house did I hear, uh, well, why don't you go with the blue Ranger? You know, why don't you pick Ray or Egon or, you know, it was just, it was just, okay, cool. That's the one you want. Here you go. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I, it's uh, it's always been hard for me to watch, and it's still hard for me to to see that happening in the world. Um, so I think, yeah, paying attention to it's uh, is is definitely the right thing at at a very hard time. But is there ever a right time or an easy time to deal with this kind of stuff? So um, so there we go. If if um, you know, if you're listening to this, you're a person of color. You say I've always wanted to be on a podcast. Let us know. We're looking for guests. We always love having guests reach out, shout out. Um, and, uh, you know, personally, I'd, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to have you on the show and, uh, let's, let's get the voices heard. Yeah. And if there are people that know of people that want, that know of great creators, let us know and we mm-hmm. will approach them as well. Um, you know, getting an invite is an important thing because, um, it, we don't know how far we reach, but then we know if there's somebody out there that, that likes us and would think that they would love to hear those type of people, um, that are creators and speaks to someone that maybe isn't being heard. That's something we definitely can do. And that's, you know, people always ask, what can I do? Um, and I was looking around Mark and I, I've noticed there's a lot of gaming, um, charities going on right now. Um, where it's like, I think the itch.io bundle, it's, you get 740 games. And then you can pledge whatever amount of money you want. There's a lot. I think there's a humble bundle, um, uh, basically raising money for this, and you get some games in the mix. So um, I think that's a great thing to do. Um, but there's also other charities, other things you can do. Um, you know, just just ask. What can you do? And people will definitely mm-hmm. be there to tell you. Um, and we want to do more to to help um, and bring people in. So yeah. We want mm-hmm. creators of color. We want people that make the games. Um, so we will do a better job of doing that and highlighting it because I think sometimes it goes under the radar and we, we are not helping where we should. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, so let's uh, talk about some of the delays that have happened. Um, so we've got Sony uh, delaying a press event 
promoting the PlayStation 5, which uh, couldn't be an easy decision from that, just because, I mean, we've talked about this on the show before. Sony needs to get out with this news. Uh, Xbox, whether they misstep or not, has been like well well ahead of sony with releasing any kind of news and and sony uh, i don't know if they're exactly losing momentum but it's definitely not helping their cause and for them to delay this event uh activision came shortly afterwards uh ea sports uh, i believed um they delayed uh something madden madden 21 related yeah, i believe is what they were planning peak, yeah mm-hmm. yeah um who else do we have here? Uh, Xbox, I believe. Um, I think. Oh, um, man. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the big ones, the Gorilla Collective Live, that's kind of like used to oh, be the kind of it. funny in, in the Indies. They moved theirs from this weekend to June 13th. Um, yeah. They are actually going, they've added a, uh, a, a streaming event. Uh, with black voices in gaming actually uh, today. Uh, so uh, the, and this is out after you guys are listening to this, but that was out there. You probably catch it too um, on YouTube or whatever after the fact. Um, yeah, there's a few others. Uh, the PC gaming show, June 13th, June 16th, Steam Summer Game Central are the ones that are coming later. The EA Play Live, I think, was the only other one that really got pushed out that was supposed to have happened by now uh, that has now been moved out. And there's a couple of other uh, in-game events and stuff. Uh, so new seasonal content for Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Modern War, uh, Warzone, and Mobile. Uh, all of that has been pushed back, I believe. Uh, Fortnite's big in-game event. I did not think they would push back in-game events. Uh, they've pushed back the start of the new season a couple of times, but I really thought uh, in-game event, that one surprised me for sure. Uh, but that's been pushed back again. Um, yeah, like like we said, it's uh, Grand Theft Auto. They shut down for a full day or a full evening or something like that. Grand Theft Auto Online, I believe. Um, yeah, there's and, – and a lot of creators um, are also – pledging money so like you said the humble bundle um they announced a one million dollar fund focused on publishing games from black developers uh which is incredible uh ea contributed a million dollars to the equal justice initiative and the a double naacp illegal defense fund um Absolutely amazing. Square Enix, uh, $250,000 to Black Lives Matter and Ubisoft, uh, $100,000 to NAACP and Black Lives Matter. Um, and even Devolver Digital and its employees. So this is an indie developer, an indie publisher and their employees. So this is like not a big corporation or anything like this this is kind of grassroots uh thing so compared it to you know million dollars and stuff keep that in mind but sixty five thousand dollars to black lives matter and uh, that sixty five thousand from devolver digital definitely means a lot uh in my opinion anyway as a as a small indie um publisher so that's uh yeah just just fantastic to see all around it's 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 great yeah the more things we can have this and, and, and i think the biggest thing we hope that comes from all of this is it's not just one moment in time 
uh, once coronavirus is, 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 you know, solved and everything else, mm-hmm. we move on and we forget about this. That's the, the biggest worry that most people have, that you lose this momentum and then people go on to their next passion or the next thing that outrages them, which this is something yeah. that is, is, has been happening for so long and hopefully we can fix it or at least be a part of the change. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know who follows me on Instagram or whatever, but, uh, you know, I, I tagged John Boyega in a post on Instagram of it. It's a picture of Finn and I've got a little plushy Millennium Falcon and Yoda and he's just having a little nap. But uh, I also tagged John Boyega and just kind of said, uh, you know, doubt he'd ever read it. But, you know, we, we, we named Finn after Finn from Star Wars. I'll, I'll tell you guys that right now. Um, that was a, a big influence in the name. I love the name. I love the character. And... Uh, Seeing John Boyega take a stand and say, I don't care if I never get another acting job. I don't care uh, if this bans me from the industry. I need to do this. And to see him take that torch. And uh, if you haven't listened to his speech, look it up on YouTube. He is passionate and powerful. uh, And it's people like that that I think are going to take this and run and not let it die not let it drop, not let it be a flash in the pan, a flavor of the week kind of, uh, you know, movement or something like that. This is, I, I really hope that it's, it's people like him and, and, and others, but you know, being a celebrity, he has a voice that people pay attention to. Um, I, I think this is not going to be something that's solved quickly, but I think it's going to be worthwhile. And, Man, just have, having my son named after a character that he played this week is uh, is uh, very, very like overwhelmingly positive for me. Of just being able to, when Finn's old enough, just show him that video and show him the what's happening this week, and say, "Yeah, this is this is the guy who you're named after." Like that's that's going to be amazingly powerful. That is awesome. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, let us know what you think. Um, we want to hear your thoughts and hopefully what you're doing to make a change in this world. Mm-hmm. But with that, Mark, we want to find out and talk a little bit about games because you guys came here to hear about yeah. games, obviously. <laughs> but, you know, this is important Babies, discussions. We have. Civil rights movements. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. What's going on? What is this podcast? Well, uh, yeah. we'll, we'll get into some dumb discussions, which really don't matter in the world, but are, are fun to us geeks. And it's kind of like we're seeing kind of a, uh, I guess, two sides of the coin when it comes to next gen. Um, Xbox has said, you know, we're doing something that's consumer friendly you can play the games that are games that are coming out now for next gen. You can still play them on your Xbox because we're going to support that family of devices. It's more like uh, iPhone where uh, the newest games can still play on your iPhone device or, or iPhone series of devices. Eventually they do cut off support, but still the intent is uh, to support your purchase for a long time. Well, Sony has said you don't buy a new game console um, to play old games. You typically don't. It's part of your purchase. But the really reason you buy a new system is to take advantage of all those new technologies and not let things of the past hold back what your new games can do. So Sony is taking that stance. 
which is basically Jim Ryan, their uh, president, has stated. He says, we have always said that we believe in generations. We believe that when you go to all the trouble of creating a new next-gen console, that it should include features and benefits that the previous generation does not include. And that, in our view, people make sh- should make games that can make the most of those features. We do believe in generations, and whether it's the DualSense controller, 3D audio, multiple ways that the SSD can be used, we are thinking that it is time to give the PlayStation community something new, something different that can really only be enjoyed on PS5. That's been a, a thing where you haven't had to worry about in past consoles, right, Mark? There's always been that like definitive, well, my PS2, I can no longer expect it to play new games after a certain point. PS3 yep. was the same way to PS4. Even Xbox was at that point to a certain extent. Um, mm-hmm. Getting into the Xbox One, um, where they really revamped the, because I remember that old comment on Xbox One. If you want to play Xbox 360 game or <laughs> the old games, <laughs> there's an Xbox 360. So everybody has been in that mindset. Even Nintendo basically mm-hmm. closed the door on backwards compatibility with the Switch. So yeah. kind of in a new yeah. mode where old games and old systems playing newer games is kind of a new thing. And it's interesting to see um, the two companies perspective. So um, what's your thoughts on this? Uh, personally, I think this is a big misstep on Sony's part, uh, especially nowadays where so much is digital. So many of our purchases are tied to the same account that we'll be logging into our new consoles with that we've had for years in the past Yes, that has been tied to whether it's something like a different cart size, a different storage medium, um, just, you know, emulation capabilities not being able. So I want to stop you right here, Mark. So I'm going to make so we're not talking about backwards compatible. We're just talking about forwards compatible. Should my old system get get the new game? So should should whatever the next version basically be designed to be on multiple consoles where you may have to make compromises so that Mm. new game might not be as good because you only can do so much with your dev resources. You've only got so much time. And if you have to now say, I have to plan for that launch PS4, then now it's 10 year old technology, (laughs) make sure it works. So the, the fans you said it's going to come out won't be compromised. Same thing with Xbox, uh, Halo infinite saying, yeah, "Yeah, we're going to support this old box. that's now chugs and can't perform well. Um, that's what I want to talk about. Backwards compatibility, I think Peace just said oh, that most yeah, of no. the games for, will support that. Yeah. Yeah. For that, no, I again I think maybe starting off this could be a misstep. I really don't expect Xbox Series X going too much forward past maybe the first six months, maybe a year, if you know, just depending on how much development time coronavirus has really impacted stuff. Um but, you know, it's, it's, uh, people have lost their jobs. It's a different, uh, socioeconomic climate right now. Uh, knowing that I can buy a game like Halo Infinite, like whatever, that is going to work eventually when I get an Xbox Series X mm-hmm. is nice. Uh, do I think that Xbox Series X after the first, like, I said six months to a year, there's not a game that they say exclusively on series middle fingers up for Xbox one family. Um, that's just ridiculous to think that, but I think coming out of the gate and saying, you know, uh, not a chance. None of the games are going to work like this. We don't care. Uh, could, could be a misstep. I, I, 
it depends on how they exactly roll this out. But I, I agree. I mean, I want my new shiny games to be new and shiny. And I hope that whether it is smart delivery or not, that there is that extra step taken for the Series X that make it worthwhile to get that console. Um, you know, whether it is, uh, you, you mentioned Mordor before, uh, whether it is something like that where, hey, if you play this on the Xbox One fa- family of systems, uh, you're not going to get the Nemesis system. But the second that you put that on the Xbox Series X, here's the Nemesis system. This is the way it's meant to be played. But we understand that right now, maybe you can't afford a new five or $600 console and so we still want you to play and get uh, get your money's worth rather than release two different skews of this game um, because game developers, I mean, install bases for new consoles. It makes sense for them. Those are low. So if you can hit a big category of, of PlayStation 4 and 5 with the same skew, then you're, you're mitigating your losses there. Um, we've seen it happen where games like Titanfall or whatever get completely overlooked because there's just not the install base of a new console. Uh, I like Xbox's approach to this. I don't honestly think it's going to hold back any games uh, for the Xbox Series X. I think those games are still going to perform. They're going to perform well. And uh, I don't know, man. I, I, I have a feeling this is kind of PlayStation marketing spin kind of thing. I, that's my opinion. What's yours? Um. I think it, this is going to be a temporary issue, to your point. I, I think people that are making like, oh, I hate Sony because of this. I think it's a temporary piece of time that will only matter. And no one will say two years from now when Series X is cut off, the support, Xbox is cut. This, no one will say, Xbox, we hate you for this. You should lo- still our, have our games be supported. Because <laughs> exactly. I think that's it's be, that, I think that becomes the, the problem. People will say, but you said... And since it's yeah. not been concrete, some people will still have an issue. I don't. Um, now, one X, now the funny part is Xbox, by saying they will support it, made me think, well, why not? I just get a cheap Xbox One X, and so I can still play those games on not the junky old Xbox One, on the system that's perfectly capable and going to be very strong to do so. So in that way, they influenced me to get an Xbox, again, that can support these games. Now, with the PS4, what I'm going to say with this is the Pro, it is not as strong as the X, obviously. Um, and for me, it's like, I can already see that the systems are struggling with it. I want the best version of that game that's going to come out. I don't want a, and, and I, I know people say they're not going to make it so hard, but I, I don't think you're going to see Halo Infinite get a 1080p version. I think you're going to see that like in the, the S. I think it's going to be a 720p version. Because I just don't know how they can perform, especially considering the Series X or, or Xbox One X. I don't know. Is that going to be a 1080p only game? I highly doubt. So that's what that's what I'm wondering. If it's a 4K and they can do that, I, I worry then. Then what's going to be the big difference between the Series X and that? And then it's, is it if it's just going to be ray tracing in the SSD? I don't know what me, the devs have to do to adapt for that. I know they're doing some thing, certain things behind the curtains. And, and Microsoft has always been a better software company than a hardware company. So I could see where they could get their software gurus like they did with their backwards compatible and make it happen. Maybe someone's just saying, from a software perspective, we just aren't as, I guess, as in-depth as Microsoft is. So I don't know. But um, it did it just play the game where I'd say, you know what, I, I'm ready to move on, but not everybody will be. 
but I think PlayStation's saying, yep, we've got a library of 3,000 games. By buying a PS4 now, you have more than enough content to last you a million years. Uh, but if you really want to do something and see it look its best, we have all of our focus talents on one uh, one spec, um, and not one piece was left behind. This is the box for you. So, mm. yeah. But I'm we'll getting a see. PlayStation we'll Five launch. Yeah, I'm getting a PlayStation right. Five launch. So I'm, I'm already down for some. Like eh, I'm ready to move on, <laughs> and I kind of typically have been at, at most gens. So yeah, this is a this is a different way to approach this. But yeah, I think it's a temporary issue. Um, but going on to backwards compatibility, um, one thing I think that Microsoft is going to do is going to blow Sony out of the water in the way they support backwards compatibility and the way they leverage their the hot the, the stronger hardware to improve games. We've seen that already. But with uh, this announcement, the fact that they're saying they can give old games HDR and improve frame rates. Crazy. That's phenomenal. That's awesome. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, And and improve frame rates like up to 120 frames per second with HDR. This is this is uh, groundbreaking stuff. And it's uh, was it Sean Capri that coined the term free makes? Free makes. That is. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, Yeah. It's it's. uh, it, it's going to be cool or interesting to see when this rolls out, like how, how does it really affect games? You know, like, is it, is it again, is it some of that marketing bullshit that they're like, yeah, technically this is putting out an HDR signal, but like, does a game really look better when it's not mm-hmm. optimized or built for HDR? Um, same thing, you know, is it like if it's moving from 30 to 60 frames per second, but the game was built for 30 frames per second, doesn't matter. Does it break the game? Yeah, is it going to look strange? Or, yeah, I mean, if this actually works, though, and it looks you know, brighter and, and better contrasts with HDR, and it, everything's running smoother and just amazing uh, with, with higher FPS, yeah, this, this could be... This could be fantastic for older games, for, for people that like to play older games. And this is going back Xbox 360 and Xbox One games on the Xbox Series X, right? It is. It is. And uh, they, they, they have said the biggest challenge has been for backwards compatibility licensing. I don't know if that's going to be a uh, scenario where they can go back and say to these old uh, developers, publishers, whatever, it's saying, let's relook at some of the games that are no longer available because on the Xbox One, the only you can only go back to the Xbox, original Xbox for 29 games. Those those right. are the only ones that are still supported. So, what could they do to bring more? Or same thing with Xbox um, 360. Once again, I think only 500 available. So, yeah, and I don't want the same thing to happen with Xbox One games where. Oh, sorry, those aren't compatible now because they've been pulled off the marketplace or something like that mm-hmm. either. Yeah, I mean that's always tricky, and a lot of it's not up to Microsoft. So, you know, I'm I'm gonna just say I'll enjoy what's there, what I can enjoy, and then leave the legalese to uh, people who are more interested in legalese. Uh, but we'll we'll see. I mean, when they're releasing yeah. the uh, the Tony Hawk remakes and they can't license all the music. I'm sure there's a few people that, oh man, the two songs that are missing are my two favorite tracks. I'm going to get nice and butthurt about that. Uh, <laughs> but I'm, <laughs> I'm going to try not to. I'm going to try to, to enjoy, um, what we are given. And, uh, and, you know, there's, there's always things 
and that's probably the Nintendo fan in me. There's always things that I think could improve. There's always things that I, I'd like to see uh, get past the legalese and the the barriers of entry. But uh, anyway, I think as a technology standpoint, this sounds really cool. I believe so too, especially after going through the my my wee my wee hurt. I guess you would say. Yeah. <laughs> I have all of these um, Wii games, like uh, uh, virtual console games I bought, and they are held captive somewhere, <laughs> somewhere oh. across the universe. Oh, so apparently, tough. though, if you call up Nintendo nicely, they potentially could get you those games back. I just don't know how. The eShop's closed. Okay. Uh, you right. know, it's closed for business now. Uh, we shall see. But yeah, we would love to see that. And I, and I, I don't know what Nintendo's stance will be for backwards compatibility um, on their future versions. They've typically been able to get away with it because they could say, well, we no longer have that type of controller or something like that. Like, um, mm-hmm. I don't know if it work if it can work in the future, but I, we shall see um, because people want to keep playing their old games or at least give them a way to play their old games by buying them again, I guess. Well, that's yeah. Nintendo's been able to get away with it because they've gone from cartridges to tiny discs to regular discs to discs with strange rounded edges uh, to back to cartridges. And then 3DS cartridges were different. So they're all over the place. And, you know, could they maybe settle on a design that could work going forward? Hopefully. Will my digital purchases work on Switch 2.0 or the Switch when it eventually gets a second screen or some crazy bullshit that Nintendo thinks up? Hopefully, but we'll see. They're such a weird company. And that's what I've seen before. Like, you know, the Nintendo fan of me is like, well, there's there's stuff that I'd like to improve, but, you know, it wish is in one hand is. and hoop in the other and uh, see what one fills up first. So there we go. Anyway, speaking of portables... Let's get to uh, and the playing next old games. <laughs> and playing old games, yeah. Uh, so Sega, I'm really excited about this one. So I hope you don't mind if I steal it and run with it. Uh, oh, Sega ahead, has announced a Game Gear Micro. Emphasis on the micro by the, the pictures of this thing. Holy crap. Um, there are four $50 consoles with four games on each one. And uh, you might need a magnifying glass, which apparently they are selling, I think, uh, to play these. Um, so uh, I I had a Game Gear. I still have a Game Gear. It's downstairs right now. That thing was a massive brick of a console. If you <laughs> If you wanted to do some kind of damage to someone and there are a string of consoles or portables, the Game Gear is one that you would pick because that thing is just a blunt, heavy object. Uh, This one seems like they're going so opposite of that original design. It looks like it just shrunk down, but I think think when they were grabbing those edges of the, the design box and shrinking it down... I think they went a tiny bit too much, like increase it by another 10, 20%, make it a comfortable size. This thing's smaller than a Game Boy Micro. Yes. For comparison. That is too small. Come on, Sega. Like I'd pay, these are running for 50 bucks. I'd pay 60, 70, 80, whatever. I'd pay a hundred bucks if this thing was a good sized device that played all of them. But as of right now, uh, you need all four of these. So it's definitely not cheap. Um, 
So yeah, it's a potential $200 investment if you wanted to play it. So the black model comes with Sonic the Hedgehog, Puyo Puyo 2, Outrun, and Royal Stone. The blue model, which is kind of like a powdery blue, comes with Sonic Chaos, Gunstar Heroes, Sylvan Tail, and Baku Baku Animal. Which ones of those have you heard of? Uh, <laughs> I don't think I've ever played so- uh, Sonic Chaos. What is that? Was is that, that specific? Like- well, these this is just in Japan for right now. So these are this is like a the Japanese name for okay, okay. I Sonic game. Sonic maybe Chaos might have been Sonic and Tails, like Sonic Two kind of thing. Um, Gunstar Heroes, solid game though. Uh, the yellow version comes with Shining Force Gaiden Ensai, and I'm not even going to pretend to pronounce the next part. Uh, Shining Force, the Sword of Hagia, Shining Force Gaiden Final Conflict, and Nazopoyo Aru Aru no Ru. <laughs> Stick a fork in me, I'm done. I don't even know. Like, all right. Uh, if you like Shining Force, the yellow is the one for you. And finally, the red version is preloaded with Revelations, the Demon Slayer, uh, Megami Tensei, Gaiden, Last Bible Special, uh, and <laughs> the GG Shinobi, and Columns. Columns is a freaking masterpiece. Uh, Tetris clone-esque kind of thing, but a uh, fantastic game. Um... Yeah, so I would like a combination of like the black and red ones. I really wish you could kind of just get one that was a little bigger, had all the games built in. I don't want to spend $200 or even $100 getting two or three different versions of this. Uh, Super weird. So the hardware itself, 80 millimeters by 43 millimeters by 20 millimeters with a 1.5 inch display. A mono speaker, a headphone jack, charges over USB-C or USB, but can also run on two AA batteries, which is better than the six car batteries the original game. <laughs> <used>. <laughs> uh, they really pushed the the, the portable b- version of that. But uh, anyway, this is um, so the Game Boy Micro, for comparison, again had a two-inch panel, uh, two-inch display. Um, yeah, so there there we go. And there is, yeah, I'm looking at it now. There's a big window attachment that's a magnifying glass, so get ready for accessories. I just... But Mark, you know. can only I, get that if you buy all, all of them. You get the big window uh, with it. Uh, this is crazy. I, I did find is, out uh, um, the Sonic game, Sonic Chaos, was actually for the Sega Master System. Now imagine that. That is Sonic came out on the Genesis. This is a Sonic hmm. game that I didn't realize the Master System had games that actually came out after the Genesis. <laughs> Crazy. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, I, like you said, these are the Japanese releases. We'll see, A, if this is coming to oh, like a Western release. B, if they're the same games. You can I cannot imagine these all being the same games, especially the, uh, what was it, the yellow one that had several that I couldn't pronounce? Yeah, they're going to have to change some things there, I would imagine, for a Western release. Maybe not. Who knows? This could be a cool collector's item for those few, um, you know, like RPG, JRPG fans. Uh, that that could be great. Um, I'm, I'm sure there's someone listening that's yelling at me being like, what are, Shining Force, Gaiden Ensei, 
Jushino Kunihi is the best game ever, you heathen, go away. But uh, for right now, this thing is like so close to making me want all of them, but just misses the mark on a few weird, weird little things. Yeah, it seems like that would have been a great opportunity, but I mean, I don't know. You might be the special case that really wants this, Mark. I don't know. Apparently, like, 10 million Game Gears were sold, so the amount of people that still want one, I think there's a collector's mindset about this, too, that it would be just cool to have. It's almost like pocket, uh, like a like it would go on your uh, keychain size. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. At that size, yeah, you could actually... I, I, I would abs- absolutely imagine that you know, if this thing actually took off or even if it didn't, there's going to be that modifier community that's like, here it is on my pocket or here it is on my keychain oh, or yeah. my, my whatever. Like, you know, it's a, uh, yeah. Um, well, well, someone will hack this and it will do more than just those four games. I can <laughs> guarantee it. Not saying anyone should, but you know. Yeah, no, but if you, if you do let me know, cause I'll buy one instantly. If I can <laughs> add the games that I want on this thing, like, legit i i want that black one that looks exactly like just a mini tiny version of the one i have downstairs um but uh for right now yeah this is a oh so close so close it's it's a near miss for me um but we'll see like i said if it comes out stateside uh maybe they'll change it a little bit maybe they'll make it a tiny bit bigger i'm wondering you know japanese a lot of this stuff over there is concern for space is, um, you know, dealing with, with players that have different needs than American players that want something that they can fire in their pocket or a tiny little thing that they can take with them through transit or crowded stations or this or that, um, where I don't think we have quite the same problems here. So I wonder if they did, uh, you know, this is the Western version of the Game Gear Micro. Uh, it's got a, it's a two-inch screen. It's a little bit bigger for giant sausage-fingered uh, <laughs> McDonald's hands. Uh, you know, I, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see where this goes. Well, that is the news for this week, folks. You do decide to pre-order a Micro Game Gear. Let us know and make Mark jealous. But with that, we go to the bonus round, Mark. And this week, we got an announcement about Kingdom of Amalar uh, Reckoning getting a remaster in August. Mm -hmm. This game has a lot of history, and it made me think of games that deserve a second chance or a sequel. Kingdoms of Amalar has a crazy story. Uh, I won't go completely in back into detail, but this is the game that was financed by the state of Rhode Island. Uh, Kurt Schilling was behind this company. They were going to make a MMORPG at the time when that was the hotness, but they decided to bring some awareness to it and kind of get some funding for that. They made a single-player RPG that was published by EA. A lot of people love the game. But it kind of got overlooked by a lot of different things, and now it's coming back. So this might be the second chance that this game deserves. So with that, Mark, yep. what are games that you would say uh, either um, got a uh, you would say did not get a fair shake, or games that were one and done, and you really don't know why? <sighs> well, okay. Before I get into this, I need to address. The fact that this is called Kingdoms of... This is, the original was Kingdoms of Amalar Reckoning. 
This one is called Kings of Kingdoms of Amalar Re-Reckoning, <laughs> which I freaking love. So there we go. That's uh, that is so points, so good. Points for puns. Yeah, yeah. Um, and THQ Nordic has been having fun with their their remakes, uh, the naming conventions on them. Um, rehydrated for the spongebob game all that kind of stuff oh, that's um, the remastering re- yes uh definitive editions i think uh you know for for um oh, what was the uh what was that with the dark siders wasn't it the dark siders uh, dark siders was uh definitive De- <laughs> they've been yes. having some fun these guys yes. are I, I like when they can have some fun puns uh with this stuff um so one and done kind of things. Um, see when it, we were talking earlier and I, I like I said, I, I have some visual aids because these aren't one and done by any means. Um, but the two games that I brought with me are time splitters two and beautiful Joe. So again, not one and done, but beautiful Joe had what two fantastic games. Beautiful. Joe and a game boy. I think it had a game boy specific. Was there game, a third? Right? Yeah, possibly. Game Boy, yeah, Game Boy Advance game, I think, at the time. Or, yeah. yeah. And uh, Time Splitters. So there's Time Splitters 1, Time Splitters 2, and then Time Splitters Future Perfect. And that series seemed to just be taking off, and then the company died, and the rights went to who knows where and everything else. And there's like a, a grassroots fan reboot kind of thing trying to be built up. It was a, it was a bloody mess, but uh, they are two series that I think would would be uh, really in line for a remaster or a remake uh, of some sort uh, another game that comes to mind uh thinking of this era gamecube stuff um would be uh, zach and wiki uh, it was a fun kind of point and click style ish uh, puzzle adventure kind of game fun little um pirate weird fantasy uh theming <laughs> uh, style to it and uh, it was just a super unique game that was kind of like this i think it was a gamecube exclusive at at one point and nintendo was kind of putting a little bit behind it and then it was just kind of like here's this game yay and then gone it was just gone so uh so those are are some that are are instantly jumping out to me and i'm sure there will be more um you know, the more the more I think about this, but let's let's hear what what is some on your list first off. Okay, so I had to write these down because I will forget them. But the one that is near and dear to my heart, and I don't know why, because it really shouldn't be a game called Advent Rising. Not sure if you remember this game. Uh, Orson Scott Card uh, created basically a story that I believe the developers at the time, Chair Entertainment, who went on to make uh, Shadow Complex, and then. Uh, then the creator of that, Donald Mustard, went on to basically essentially run Fortnite. So wow. there you go. Wow. Yes. Uh, but Evan Rising was a science fiction adventure, an exclusive on the original Xbox. And it um, actually um, even had a contest at the time for a million dollars. If you did this or that in a certain amount of time, you win a million dollars. Well, that went how you think it would go, Mark. Horribly wrong. They never awarded the prize. <laughs> and um, 
But I loved it. I loved the game, the cool use of powers. Basically, you almost had like these, uh, you got these abilities. It was a science fiction uh, with a really good story, uh, really only held back by the console it was on and being uh, uh, basically an exclusive by Majesco, which Majesco, they don't exist Mm. anymore. I don't think so. Um, And then it ended on a cliffhanger. So once again, Todd's been waiting for this game since I'd say since uh, probably 2003. The sequel. And it's never going to happen. Nobody wants this game, but I missed it. And I think it had promise, and I think a sequel would have made it better. But, yeah, Advent Rising, R.I.P. Ugh. Yeah, that's uh, that's always frustrating when you get that, uh, you know, plan. I, I hate when they plan sequels without the funding to actually do the sequels and yep. stuff. And it's yep. left on a cliffhanger. Just like, uh, come on. Come on. That's just brutal. Um I'm trying to think of a. Uh, do you have any other games on your list? I'm just trying to think. I have quite a, a few. Uh, I just didn't want to take up all. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, go nuts. I'm still trying to think. Um, you know, I might. Uh, I might even mute my mic, and I'm going to go look at my collection and see if I have something. But it, I can still hear you. So, okay. so keep on explaining a couple more of your games, and I will be back in two seconds. Gotcha. An additional game uh, that came out on PlayStation 2 exclusive, and I can't even remember the developers, I'll have to look that up, Um, but it was a really cool game. Uh, Primal was, I have to look this up really quick, I'm going to edit this and then give you a little more information about Primal, so, let's see, Primal PS2. So here we go. I've got it. Oh, okay, great. So Primal came out in uh, 2003, PlayStation 2, by Guerrilla Cambridge. This is the same team, I believe, that went to make Killzone and obviously Horizon Zero Dawn. So I did not know that. So there is hope that this game could get a sequel. And it was basically the story about this young woman. She was in a coma, I believe, came out. Um, and then she ended up going to this world where she gained specific powers. Uh, she could transform a little bit and have different abilities, but it was such a cool visual experience. The storytelling was really cool. The voice work was really cool. And it's a game that I need to go back to because, um, unfortunately I, uh, in my save of the game, I ended up getting stuck in a hole somewhere and I couldn't get out. And my only other option was to start the game again. So I think it would be fun to go back. And this is actually one of the games on PlayStation 2. They call them classics, that they're actually up and updated a little bit to improve the visualization on them. So I think it would be worth a second chance. It's out there, though, to play on modern PlayStation 4. Once again, considering this is part of the still part of the Sony family, the developers are now um, Herman Holst. Is actually the head of Sony Games. Um, this could come back, so I think this game deserves a second chance. Right? Yeah. Um, one one game, and I think we uh, I even mentioned this uh, not that long ago. But uh, my wife and I just busted out. Uh, oh, there's a theme today. Uh, busted out one of our, our Wii games, um, Boom Blocks. Steven Spielberg oh, yes. developed, uh, and they they had two games, and it worked on the Wii, and I think it would work on switch with motion controls and all that kind of stuff. So let's get another boom blocks game. They were super, super fun, uh, back on the Wii days and then just kind of petered right out. Uh, so I'd like to see another couple of those, uh, a couple that I just grabbed off, uh, off my shelf. Um, 
Cameo. Xbox. Haven't done anything with that. It was one of those weird Xbox 360 titles. Um, and it was, I think, originally developed as a, a Nintendo game and then moved over to Xbox and development woes and was just kind of eventually rushed out and was not as well received as it could have been and was not as good as it should have been uh, being in development for that long. But um, I always thought it was kind of a cool concept. Um, if, if you don't know the concept of the game, uh, you can morph. Um, Cameo is the, the main uh, protagonist in the game. She can morph into different creatures and um, use those powers to, to get through the world. Uh, it was a little uninspired but i think the the idea of that of, of changing into different creatures and, and doing almost uh, a lost vikings kind of thing where you need each of those creatures to help you get to the next spot and whatever and uh you know metroidvania style of you need this creature to get you to here and then you unlock it you know the, i think they could do something cool with that game and i think i think xbox and microsoft need those first parties uh need those original ips and that's one genre that they don't really have is is uh, action adventure metroidvania uh 3d style like really i don't think anyone has that right now so um i think they could do some cool stuff oh yeah i agree that was one of those launch uh xbox 360 games where a lot of yeah. those games got lost in the shuffle and never saw the light of day again especially from rare because uh, they yeah. what uh, perfect perfect dark zero and uh yep. cameo yeah yeah so Interesting. Um, Maybe they could have a cameo of cameo in uh, uh, Sea of Thieves. There we go. I'd be on on board with that. You go to the Creature Island or something like yeah. that. And, um, that'd be neat. That'd be pretty cool. Um, I have one more that I thought of uh, that I had here, and it was such a weird, weird idea. I don't think they've done anything with it since. Uh, Killer 7. Oh, GameCube yeah. game. Super weird uh, action adventure. Uh, you play as an assassin. It, the gameplay style on this really threw a lot of people off, myself included. Um, it was it was very strange. You could jump around and play any of the seven personalities. I think it was split personality disorder or something, wasn't it? Uh, in in this um, this one assassin or something like that, or, or maybe there was seven different, I can't remember what it was. Yeah. It was, it, I think it was they, they were all something. different people or yeah. Yeah. So it's, there was it's something anyway, you could, yeah. you could switch between them all. But, uh, I think concept wise, I, I remember this game being really cool and it's been a very long time since I played it. But, um, yeah, I think, uh, I think Capcom again, just, maybe not even this game necessarily, but it's, it's funny to see games that Capcom just kind of, or franchises that Capcom just kind of said, ah, you know what? We're fine. Let's let them go away or let's not do anything with them for 20 years or whatever. Um, that I think, you know, there's, there's a lot of stuffing in Capcom. That's not just Mega Man, uh, even though they've ignored Mega Man for years too, um, that I, I think they could go back to and, and, you know, give a second chance. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, I believe he is the, the creator of that game is on, uh, was like, was it, is he part of platinum now or was he part of Clover studios? Let me see that That's whole one Capcom of, yeah. five, whatever that we're coming to. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. 
Any other uh, games that you have on your list while I'm looking up who made this one? Yeah, uh, I'll go through these a bit quicker. Oh, um, this was okay. written and directed by Suda51. Yeah, there we go. Who is now moved to what? Uh, no More Heroes. Yeah. 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 Always an interesting guy. Um, I, another game that um, is a surprise that actually even came out in the system that it did is Eternal Darkness. Um, that game by Jan- uh, Dennis Dyack. Uh, for the GameCube, uh, an adult game that played with a lot of unique themes. Uh, I think it was kind of partially expi- inspired by maybe the Resident Evil <laughs> games in a certain aspect. Um, but it dealt with utilizing uh, madness techniques, playing with the system's unique abilities to really confuse the player at times. And it played with time travel as well. Um, but it's essentially gone missing. It's really the last really i'd say mature game nintendo published as far as i know mm-hmm. but uh i think this could come back it should come back um i don't even know if they really want to do anything with it but it just seems like it's it was an odd choice for nintendo i mean at that time with the gamecube they also did a metal gear solid remaster that was unique to the gamecube so i would like to see what they could do uh i know the creator has tried to make you know spiritual spin-offs of it but has not gone very well uh, when he's trying to do that, yeah, basically, no. run into funding issues. Yeah, uh, and, yeah they try to do Kickstarters and different things. Yeah. It's it's just not gone anywhere. Um, I'll be right back. Yeah. Um, another game that I thought was interesting that uh, I think it did pretty well, and that was Jade Empire uh, by BioWare. It was an exclusive on Xbox. And a really unique take on... Um, kind of a mythical version of Japan, I guess, or, or, or China at the time. And, you know, maybe it was because it was on the original Xbox, which didn't sell many copies. Um, maybe that's why it never uh, occurred. And I actually don't know actually who owns the rights. Microsoft published it on Xbox, come out on PC, published by another developer. Um, and it makes you think maybe Microsoft should have bought Bioware considering uh, Jade Empire, Mass Effect were, were both Xbox exclusives and that would have been interesting to see what they would have done but Jade Empire I think it's, it's, it would be ripe for a comeback I just don't know who mm. owns the, 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 the IP if it's Bioware or if it's it's just stuck in limbo so it's, it's, it's kind of one of those things where you just don't know what's holding it back yeah yeah there's uh, I don't I don't know where that came uh yeah, I don't know where that that uh, IP, like you said, is ended up. That's uh, one of those games that might be just lost in the ether. Uh, another game, and this is more modern, but still, once again, not sure what's going to happen with it. It's The Order 1886 on PlayStation mm. 4. Uh, it was one of the early PlayStation uh, exclusives that came out. And it did some things right and a lot more wrong. And... Um, I liked the environment. I liked some of the gameplay. It was a very short game, and I think it stumbled a lot more than it than it was supposed to. Um, yeah. I really hope, though, they may think there might be an opportunity to bring it back with some of those changes because I liked the premise. Uh, I kind of thought it was going to be a multiplayer game when it first came out. You saw these other different, different mm. agents. It wasn't. I think that would have made it unique for Sony to have a, a, a co-op type game, which I think we need more of, especially on Sony systems where you don't have a lot. So um, I would I would like to see them give it another chance, continue with the story, but tweak all of those things that were problematic and it could be it, it could go well. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was it was a uh, you know like very early generation game in every sense, right? It, it did some things. It, it was very pretty. It was uh, it needed a lot more polish. Um, you know, the the story was minimal, but it was um, it was intriguing. It was intriguing enough for you to to pay attention to it. But then again, kind of got lost in that shuffle, which is leads me right back to saying I understand what Xbox is doing. You don't have a lot of install base and a game like this one is a perfect example of a game that can get overlooked and forgotten very, very quickly uh, simply because even the best selling brand new console is not in as many hands as the worst selling old console in a lot of, uh, a lot of yep. cases. Absolutely. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Great example of, uh, of a game that definitely deserves more love though. Yeah. I do have one left, one last one, Mark. Um, and this one, I don't even know how they could do it, but it is called Enslaved Odyssey to the West. This is by Ninja Theory. Came out mm-hmm. on last-gen PS3, Xbox, um, published by Bandai Namco. Now, Ninja Theory is now owned by Microsoft. But this mm-hmm. was a great just single-player uh, action-adventure game, very Zelda-like. Ninja Theory it does a lot with their story, their visuals, uh, motion capture, and uh, I don't know. Once again, I don't know who owns the right rights to this, but I just really loved it. It was a retelling of the journey to the, you know Journey of the West, which is a Chinese fable with like the Monkey King, and mm. I just thought it was so much fun. I thought the combat was really cool. Um, yeah, it came out ten years ago. Don't know if Ninja Theory would ever want to go back. Don't know if they could get the rights, but I think this could be a way that Microsoft could go back to the well and get an IP and build something they don't currently have. But who knows? Hopefully, they're working on some of this stuff. And and once again, I'm going to throw out Wave Race and just be done with that. <laughs> yeah, what are they doing? I guess it, it, I will it always, reappeared. Always pitch wave race. It what reappeared in uh, Wii Sports Resort, and that was it. Don't. Don't even, don't even get me started. <laughs> I just, so just no. Oh, yep. well. That is it for the bonus round. If you have thoughts on games that you think need a second chance or a sequel, you can reach out to us on Twitter at Tioxtra, at the underscore Canardian, and let us know your thoughts. We have a Facebook group and a Facebook page, and you let your voice be heard audibly on the hotline. 872-225-2496. Three minutes or less, your hot take or review or your opinion on the world of games. Mm-hmm. Well, Mark, you made it your first episode as a father. No Ooh. major baby incidents. Uh, no, I just Santa. heard him crying, so I'm going to go down and see what's going on. But otherwise, uh, yeah, this went pretty smoothly. Glad I could jump back in so soon after uh, after he came into our world. So, Yeah. It's uh, it's it's always fun to play together, and uh, now we have one more person to eventually play with. So that's uh, that's fun. Absolutely, give it a few more years, and you'll, your uh, couch co-op will be uh, even more fun than it has been in the past. So, folks, you guys have a great day. Play some games, and remember, it's always better to game together. Yeah, what's this place? This is a sound stage. Can you go down there? Now, Dad, this is a very sensitive subject. 
the first time the doctor placed you in my arms. I knew I'd meet death before I let you meet harm. Although questions arose in my mind, would I be man enough against wrong? Choose right and be standing up. From the hospital that first night, took an hour just to get the car seat in right. People driving off fast got me kind of upset. Got you home safe, placed you in your bassinet. That night, I don't think one wink I slept. As I slipped out my bed to your crib, I crept, touched your head gently. Felt my heart melt, cause I knew I loved you more than life itself into my knees and i beg the lord please let me be a good daddy all he needs love knowledge discipline too i pledge my life to you just the two of us we can make it if we try just the two of us Bringing comedy every time I look at you I think, man, a little me just like me Wait and see, gonna be tall Makes me laugh cause you got your dad's ears and all Sometimes I wonder what you gonna be A general, a doctor, maybe a MC I wanna kiss you all the time But I will test that butt when you cut out a line True that, uh-uh-uh, why you do that? I try to be a tough dad But you be making me laugh Crazy joy when I see the eyes of my baby boy I pledge to you, I will always do Everything I can, show you how to be a man Dignity, integrity, honor and I don't mind if you lose long as you came with it And you can cry, ain't no shame in it It didn't work out with me and your mom But yo, push come to shove, you was conceived in love So if the world attacks and you slide off track Remember one fact, I got your back Just the two of us We can make it if we try Just me and you Just me and you Just the two of us Against the world. Building castles in the night. Just the two of us. You and I. It's a full-time job to be a good dad. You got so much more stuff than I had. I gotta study just to keep with the changing times. 101 Dalmatians on your CD rhyme. See me, I'm trying to pretend I know on my PC where that CD go. But yo, ain't nothing promised. One day I'll be gone. Feel the strife, but trust life does go on. But just in case, it's my place to impart. One day some girl's gonna break your heart. And ooh, ain't no pain like from the opposite sex. Gonna hurt bad, but don't take it out on the next son throughout life people will make you mad disrespect you and treat you bad let god deal with the things they do because hate in your heart will consume you too always tell the truth say your prayers hold doors pull out chairs easy on the swears you live and prove that dreams come true i love you and i'm here for you just the two of we can make it if we try just me and you just me and you just the two of us True that, true that. Some. I should not get paid for this dad.